Porn Free Radio, episode 27. Hey, welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is Matt Dobschutz. Today, we're talking about how idiots track success and more. Um, thanks for joining. It's uh, a holiday week here in the United States. Um, I have a couple of days off in a row, and um, there's a lot of you know holiday time, family time. Uh, there's also a lot of unaccountable time, and if you're struggling with porn addiction and you know kind of trying to get a handle on uh, relapses and stuff like that, unaccountable time can really be dangerous. And I thought I would just share one thing that I'm doing this week to kind of help me plan my time and just prevent any chance of a relapse. And uh, what I've done is something real simple is I've taken out the calendar and looked at every hour uh, that's unaccountable time. So for this week, uh, my kids are in school. Uh, My wife is at work on Monday and Tuesday this week. So I have um, looked at those days and basically taken one-hour blocks and just applied them to many different things. So exercise is one of them. Uh, Doing the podcast is is a couple hours. Um, I have a doctor's appointment I have to go to. I'm setting up lunches with friends. Uh, I'm getting out of the house to go to coffee shops and things like that. And um, so I'm not ever alone too much, and there's always something to be done. Um, This is just really important when you are entering in a vacation or entering uh, a period uh, where you're out of rhythm and out of schedule. Uh, for me, it's really easy to stay porn-free when I'm keeping to my schedule and keeping to my routines. And when I break routine, uh, that's where I can get kind of isolated or that's where I can get a little entitled or get a little disconnected. Um, so I highly recommend if you have any off time in the next couple of weeks or as we get towards the end of the year with the Christmas and New Year's holidays, um, just take a look at your calendar and write it in. I actually went in my Outlook calendar uh, and blocked all these things as like meetings. Uh, So every 15 minutes or 15 minutes before the end of every hour, uh, I get a little buzz on my phone that tells me what the next hour is supposed to be doing, what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, So I really recommend that um, because the holidays can um, just bring up, uh, you know, can bring up different emotions and feelings, especially if we have to spend time with our families and that sometimes that can be a good thing. Other times when you are with extended family, it can trigger you and just bring up negative emotions. So you want to have a plan going into the holidays. Speaking of a plan, if you look at the end of uh, episode five, which is at pornfreeradio.com slash five, uh, I share a planning exercise um, that I have used uh, going on trips, but it also can be good for holiday planning. And it's called the Tee Up Plan. And um, you can get that. The episode's called Porn Free Travel Hotel Tips and Trip Planning. Uh, but it would be good if you're going to spend some time, um, you know, visiting your parents or going home or any of that type of holiday activity. Um, it's helpful to go through an exercise where you plan uh, what your potential triggers are, what the unsafe places um, that you can't go to, 
and uh, you know think about your trip ahead of time. Um, so an example would be, and you can listen to it in this in the, at the end of this, or <clears throat> you can listen to it uh, in its entirety. But an example might be if you're going to your parents' house and they have unfiltered internet and cable, um, then you might make a plan that you are not going to go on the computer when you're there, or you're not going to go, um, you're not going to stay up late watching TV by yourself. That might be an example of an unsafe place or something that's unsafe for you. Um, if you're going back to your hometown and there's old friends there who, you know, maybe could be triggers, you know, you might not go to a bar to meet them, that type of thing. Um, so you can listen to that on, the, on that episode and, and get some ideas for planning your holidays. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention before we get into today's topic is uh, my good friend Craig Para from The Mindful Habit uh, is having a webinar, uh, I believe it's December 3rd, uh, on a couple Wednesdays from now. And if you're listening in the future, um, uh, I'll have a link uh, to Craig's site so you can find out more information about him. Uh, but if you go to pornfreeradio.com slash Craig, uh, that'll take you to the webinar page and you can sign up. Now, the reason I share this is he did a free webinar last month and I had a blast listening to it. He he taught some some ideas for um, some, you know, like kind of a life hack Um for porn addiction, and he also taught some other great things. And I had a great time. I was in the chat room, and there were about 250 people in the chat room um, talking to one another and kind of sharing stories and sharing things, and it was all live. It was super fun, and uh, there was no commitment. You didn't have to pay for anything. Uh, It wasn't a big sales pitch, uh, but I just had a great time, and he's doing another one. I think he's committed to trying to do one a month or one every other month, and so whenever they pop up, I will definitely jump online and listen and, and be a part of the chat room, and, and uh, I welcome you to do it too. So again, that's, uh, if you want to get the information of his new webinar, and um, it's coming up, and it's called like Five Fundamentals, and um, I'm sorry, he, he called it the Fundamental Five, Five Things You Must Do to Create uh, a great life and beat compulsive sexual behavior. So check that out. It's the five things you must do to lead a great life and um, end your sex and porn addiction. So definitely check it out, pornfreeradio.com slash Craig. Um, I am an affiliate for Craig's coaching service. Um, so if you use that link and end up buying some of his services, then I'll get a short commission or a small commission. But uh, I've uh, been a part of the program. I've uh, been able to go through uh, some of his modules and check it out. And I really like what he's doing. And again, I had a blast being on the webinar. I uh, kind of a spur of the moment jumped on the webinar and ended up having a great time last month. So I definitely recommend that. Go to pornfreeradio.com slash Craig for that. All right, let's get into today's topic, how idiots track success. Okay, so you're probably wondering what's up with this title, uh, where I got how idiots track success from. 
Um, and it comes from my other world. Uh, I'm in the world of internet marketing, uh, and I work for a company, and and uh, we run uh, a couple of websites. And um, how idiots track success is actually an acronym for hits. And so when you're in running websites, uh, a statistic that people throw around is how many hits the website had. And it'll be used like, you know, last month we had 1.2 million hits. Now hits are usually page loads. Uh, so they don't really tell you how many customers or subscribers or how many um, sessions you had from actual users. So sometimes you'll hear people talk about unique visits. And so that's hits uh, a little more refined into a unique visitor, um, which is a little more helpful because it kind of tells you how many unique people came. Um, but even that isn't that specific because if someone cleared their cookies or someone uh, came um, a couple times but on different computers, um, they actually wouldn't be unique. So you think you know, three people came to your website, um, but actually one person came to your site three times. That's the, I mean, kind of a basic idea. Um, so even unique visitors uh, is not very helpful to really measure the success of a website. Now, it's one measurement, and as that grows, as hits grow or unique visits grow, uh, that shows something. It shows, you know, more interest. It shows um, sometimes it can you know, be equivalent to your sales growth. You might see, if you see a spike in interest to your pages, you might see a spike in sales. There might be some, um, not correlation, but you might see some patterns that are similar. Um, but we would be foolish to measure just hits as our success. Um, there's lots of other things um, that we can do to measure the success of our website. And, um, and to measure what we like to focus is return on investment. We spend this much, how much are we making? And the way you start determining that is you start looking at other things. You look at, you know, how much sales did you have? Um, how, mu how much time did people spend on your website? Uh, how many pages did they look at? Did they look at two pages? Did they look at three pages? Did they look at four pages? Um, uh, did they go to a page that you really wanted them to look at? For example, if there was a promotion or a rebate, um, did they get to that, that that week or that month that you were running it? Uh, did they watch the video that explained something? Those are all different things that we look at. You know, Now with social media, we look at, did someone share this page? Did they share this rebate? Did they share this excitement? All those type of things go into measurements that we can look at to, to measure our success. Um, you know, another way to look at it is, uh, have you ever been at a manufacturing company or a company that, that actually builds things and you, you go to the shop floor or the, uh, the line floor and there's a sign that says, days without an accident, and it says like 117. Now, when you see a sign that says 117 days without an accident, um, that seems good relatively. I don't know. Is that a good, is that good for a shop to go 117 days or a line to go 117 days without an accident? Sure. But 
is it a good, uh, did they, have they been efficient? Have they had good production? Have they saved costs? Um, have they, you know, what about the quality of the products they're manufacturing? Has it been good quality? Have they had any returns or defects or any recalls? Uh, you know, the days without an accident number doesn't really tell you how well a plant is operating. It just basically tells you how well they're operating without making an accident. Um, so you're probably wondering why, how this ties into porn addiction. And it's simple. The measure a lot of people use to determine whether they're doing good or bad with porn addiction is the days they've had uh, since a relapse. And, um, and while this could be a powerful number, um, with the absence of any other data, with the absence of any other measures, it's kind of meaningless. Now, I'm coming up on five years, which is a great number. I love telling people that, of being, you know, porn and masturbation free. And, um, you know, I'm real excited to get to that number. I believe it's January. Now it's, gosh, I got to look at the actual date, but it's the middle of January um, that I'm going to get to five years. And I'm super excited about that. But what does that tell you about my success? I mean, it says that I've done a lot of days and I've done this and I've done that. But does it tell you what I've learned? Does it tell you what I'm doing to stay sober? Does it tell you the steps um, or the what are the other things that are making me successful? So I wanted to give you five other ways to measure success when dealing with porn addiction. And the first one uh, comes from Shelly Hitz, uh, that's H-I-T-Z, uh, not, um, not like the acronym I just said. Um, but Shelly Hitz wrote a book uh, called Christian Women and Porn. Shelly posted a blog post, and I'll try and link to it in my show notes, just about uh, one thing that she did. And what she did is tracked her victory days and tracked her no victory days. So what she did is she printed out a calendar, and it's like a 30 or 31-day calendar. It's just a blank uh, kind of, you know, Outlook template or, you know, Word template. And so what she would do, and, and she actually in this blog post uh, shows like June of 2000 uh, when she was really... Uh, working on her own recovery. I'm sure she's still working on recovery, but that was kind of in the midst of the beginning, I think. Well, anyway, what she did is every day that she went without porn or masturbation, she would put a little V for victory in that uh, that day's uh, calendar box. Um, but if she fell, if she had a relapse or reset, um, she would write envy for no victory, but she just wouldn't stop there. She would actually track um, what the triggers were that day. And so she would write down loneliness or she'd write down that she was sad or, or there was something going on. She would talk, she was stressed out. She would write whatever the trigger was that day. And what she had at the end of the month and then as she did this for several months in a row, what she started to have was she had this, this 
different way of measuring her success. She could first see that she was still uh, having more victory than no victories. But even on the day that she had to write NV, she started to get other data. What were the triggers that were causing her to get off track? And she started to see a pattern in her triggers, a certain type of trigger that was hitting her. And so what she ended up with was if, if she was just measuring hits like we normally do, she would look at um, a 30-day period and I'm going to pull up her calendar right now so I can tell you exactly um, what it looked like. Okay, so um, she didn't track the first two days of June, so she starts on June 3rd, uh, 2000. So she has a victory, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It looks like she has eight days in a row. So if she's just tracking, if she's just tracking her days, um, she gets to eight. But then on the 11th day of the month, June 11th, she has a no victory. As she mentions her triggers that day are loneliness and she was overwhelmed by some emotions. And so she had a no victory day. Okay, so then uh, the next day she has a victory. So she gets to one day. Uh, but then she has a, a tough five days where there was no victory every day. So she was lonely, 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 five days in a row. So she's at zero. Then uh, she finishes the, the rest of the month strong with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight days. So, you know, if she was just measuring hits, um, she would get to the end of the month and she'd feel like, I'm only at eight days. Um, you know, I'm at eight. I can't get past a week or I, I can't get to two weeks. And she would feel bad about herself, you know, or, or, you know, any of us would. Whenever we are struggling and we're only getting four or five days in a row or we're only getting to eight days, the temptation um, is to, to look at ourselves as a failure, you know, we get we are susceptible to the lie that says, if I can't do this perfect, then I can't do it. And that's not true. Well, what's interesting about that phrase, if I can't do it perfect, then then I can't do it. The, the truth is, that's right, you can't do it perfect. Um, but it's a complete lie that you can't do it that you can't. Um, uh, you can't be pursuing um, recovery and, and in a healthy way. So what the point of this is, is you want to track your victory days. And if you don't have a victory day, uh, write down your biggest triggers that day. And what you'll have is something more valuable at the end of the month. You won't just have a number. You'll have some real data about what happened. So now if you look at her month, I'm going to count the days real quick, and this is tedious. I apologize. I should have done this ahead of time, but let me count them. So I'm going to just count victory days for this month. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So out of, um, you know, out of a, a, she tracked for about four weeks. Out of four weeks, um, she got 17 days. 
So her percentage is pretty good. Like she's had more victory days than no victory days. And then on her no victory days, she still tracked what the triggers were. And so, you know, consider doing that um, as a way to measure how you're doing. And ideally over time, those no victory days, if you're, if you're, um, if you're making changes and, and updating your plan a little bit and looking at your triggers and sort of, you know, proactively thinking about your triggers, for example, if you keep seeing lonely every month, like Shelly had on her, her list, well, maybe there's some planning you could do. When I feel lonely, I can do X or, or I noticed I get lonely every Tuesday. So what can I do on Tuesdays to counteract that loneliness? That, that type of thing, once you start doing that, ultimately, you should start getting to a point where you have less, uh, no victory days each month. So you can measure how you did each month. Did I do better in Ju- July than I did in June? Now, that's one thing we measure a lot uh, in marketing is we measure how we're doing month to month. And an even more powerful measurement, if you do this over time, is year over year. So, for example, when you factor in seasonality, for example, I, I used to struggle a lot in January and February uh, with porn relapses. I, I started looking at my, you know, relapses over uh, a few-year period, and I noticed in, in De- particularly December, January, and February, I had the most relapses. Now, I live in Chicago, Illinois, which gets really dark in the winter, and it's cold and rainy. Right now, it's about 40 degrees, and it's there's ice-cold rain outside. It's just miserable. And if I was just sitting around the house with nothing to do, um, it would only be a matter of time before this weather would really start to affect my mood and then affect my feelings of being lonely and possibly trigger me. Um, so... Uh, so over time, if you look at seasonality, uh, that's another thing you can do. Did I do better this December than I did last December? Uh, and that's a long-term perspective. Um, but if you track and if you sort of start to measure this, you can start to see trends and start to take action based on what you're seeing. All right, so that's the first way you can uh, track your success uh, other than just your days. Track your victory days, track your triggers. All right, here's another one. Uh, Track your check-ins. This is when you reach out either, um, you know, to an accountability person or a friend, uh, or if you're a person who goes to 12-step meetings like SA, track um, your meetings, track your connections with people uh, where you're specifically getting together um, to talk about your addiction and talk about your recovery. Now, as you go on, um, now when you first start off, I I mean, I've heard of things of guys going to 90 meetings in 90 days, that kind of thing, you know, something to really get a good foundation of connection um, when they first get into recovery. Uh, So you might, that might be important for you to really just track every day. Am I reaching out? Am I going to a meeting? Am I connecting with people? Um, because when you're first kind of getting out from under porn, 
you need that daily kind of contact and feedback. Um, but as you go on, that's not quite as necessary to get together every day. Now, for some of you, it might be. I don't want to make a unilateral statement. Uh, but even for me, when I look at my weeks, and I, I'm not falling into porn, but when I look at my emotions, um, I usually do better if I have some meaningful connection time with a friend uh, every week. And so uh, a week that I don't get that kind of connection time, you can see over time a pattern of where I feel more lonely or I feel more disconnected. So track your check-ins and your meaningful connections with other people. Um, That can be really powerful in just seeing how you're doing. Um, I mentioned in an episode a couple weeks ago that isolation is one of the main uh, biggest reasons for a trigger or for a, for a failure is getting isolated. Um, so if you are staying connected with people, if you are keeping that communication open, if you're being honest about what's going on with you, what's coming up in your head, then you can be proactive about getting isolated and getting disconnected, which can be uh, a big trigger. Um, so track your victory days, track your triggers, uh, track your check-ins. Now you don't have to do all these things, but those are, those are two, two different kinds of things. Uh, here's another one. Uh, work on accomplishing a goal that takes time. Um, so for example, uh, when I was kind of in the middle of recovery about five or six years ago, I set a goal to run a 5K. And so I did one of those couch to 5K programs where you would run a little bit every day and um, you, you, know, you had breaks and you had a schedule to follow. And that was really helpful. Uh, it was something else to focus on. Uh, I think about a quote that Craig Para uh, from Mindful Habits said on the show. It's like, you know, focus 50% of your time on traditional recovery uh, so that would be your check-ins and your tracking and reading and that kind of thing. And then spend 50% of your time kicking ass in life. You know, finding those activities that are life-giving and going after them. And so, you know, when you think about quitting porn, find something that you can start to to focus on uh, as something to help. You know, something that um, can be life-giving and something that kind of um, can can take some time to accomplish. So you know, run a five k, or uh, you know, take up a new language, or give yourself a, a reading goal. Join a book club. I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do. Um, teach yourself how to program a computer. That you know, if you can, if you can think of things that um, help your career, do those things because you'll at the end of the day. You'll be giving up porn, a bad habit, and then you'll be making new habits, which could potentially become profitable for you. I mean, if you spent uh, the amount of time, you know, that uh, if you moved the amount of time that you spent masturbating and looking at porn uh, into learning a new skill for your work or your company or your business, um, you could potentially be making more money um, by that certification or by that that learning, um, and you would actually be, you know, profitable. You'd actually be making money uh, by channeling 
your emotions and your 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 addiction into something that's life giving. So uh, accomplish a goal. Uh, focus on that. Track that. Um, another thing that kind of goes along with this is track self care. You know, what are the things that help you um, stay porn free? You know, is it those meaningful connections with people? Um, is it running or exercise? Is it, um, you know, getting a massage every once in a while? Uh, that's just, you know, a non-sexual massage that, that just uh, helps you relax and, and uh, experience healthy touch. Um, is, it, um, um, is it going to church or something with your spiritual life? You know, what are the things that are helpful for you? Is it going to a therapist? Is it going uh, to a group, a support group? Um, what are the things that you're doing in your life that are good self-care things? Um, so again, if you were tracking self-care, if you had uh, Shelley's calendar and, and, and you know, maybe you're, you're writing a little S in each box uh, when you do something good for yourself um, that's healthy each day. And if you don't have any S's at the end of the month in your boxes, well, that's a problem. Um, and... I'd be curious to see what the correlation is between no victory days and when you have done something good for yourself, when you've, when you've practiced self-care. Um, so that's another thing you can track. If you came to me, let's say I was coaching you and you came to me and I said, give me a calendar and show me all your self-care days, show me all the things that you're trying to accomplish goal-wise and show me your victory and your no victory days, and if all you came to me with was a calendar that just said, that just had a whole bunch of no victories and everything else was blank, um, you know, there were no check-ins, there were no, there was no self-care, um, you know what I would say is like, well, there's nothing that is helping you, there's no planning that's going into place that's going to prevent these no victory days. Um, because if you're getting triggered through being isolated or lonely, um, that type of thing is mitigated, is, is actually proactively dealt with um, by your goals, by your check-ins, by your connection with others, by your self-care. So if you're not doing any of those things, well, of course you're acting out. Of course you're not having victory days. All right, one last way to measure success, and this is kind of something that's more of a long-term type of thing. But measure the time between, between relapse and getting your plan fully back in place. And so here's, here's the way I describe this is back when I was struggling a lot with relapsing, I would relapse for a day or two and kind of binge. And then I would, you know, immediately stop the behavior, but I would not tell anybody. And I would just sit with the shame and the, the sort of defeatedness for a couple of days. And then I'd finally tell my wife or I'd tell a, a men's group. And, you know, and then, but I wouldn't have a plan put together. I would just sort of kind of blurt it out, kind of vomit my confession. And 
then it would take another week of sort of feeling slightly better with a little more victory and feeling a little more open. And then like two weeks would go by and then I'd kind of set up a consequence or I would set up a plan or I'd start doing something a little differently so I wouldn't fall back into it. So it would literally be, you know, three weeks, (laughs) four weeks before I really had everything in in place to help me um, stay porn free. And what I noticed over the years as I got better at sort of recovery, as doing all these things that we've been talking about, checking in, setting goals, you know, looking at what happened in terms of, you know, what my triggers were, uh, finding out what self-care really helped me. Uh, What I realized is I can put things back together a lot faster. Um, So even today, if I relapse today, I'd say by Wednesday of this week, so it's Monday right now, I'd say by Wednesday of this week, I would have a full plan put together um, and to be back on track. Um, Because basically I would relapse today and then I probably wouldn't get through the end of today without checking in with someone. I'd probably call my partner, accountability partner, or I have kind of a backup person that I could call. I'd probably have a hard conversation with my wife. Um, And then by tomorrow, I would be putting together my plan about whether I needed to go to a group or um, what kind of consequence I might want to put in place just to help me uh, continue to make good choices. Uh, I would probably tomorrow be reaching out to some of my overseers uh, in ministry and my pastor. Um, And so, you know, by Wednesday... I would be implementing the plan. So, um, so, and, and you can do that, you know, you can just, when you do have a relapse, take a look at your planning and your, your response to it. And does the response time get faster? Do you, do you stop, uh, do you stop acting out before it becomes a binge? For example, um, you know, is it just, oh, a one-time thing that you quickly get under uh, control and bring into the light? Or are you allowing yourself to binge for a whole weekend? Um, You could, you know, and I've found that some of my biggest failures have taught me the most about recovery, that I have had some relapses that have helped me uh, figure out where I'm weak, what still triggers me. Uh, what are unsafe places? Um, I, th- I think I mentioned this. I had been doing pretty well for a year or two, and I was goofing around with a, with a uh, this is old, this is going to date me a little bit. I was goofing around with a, a modded Xbox that had internet and some video stuff on it. And, um, you know, I, I can't say that I was completely innocent in this. I was kind of trolling through uh, some some video-type boards, um, and I found some porn. And, you know, I don't think I had ever planned that my Xbox was a, a unsafe place or that there was something um, dangerous about it. But after I acted out with it and told everybody about it, all of a sudden, you know, the Xbox had to be sort of put under the plan. 
that the Xbox couldn't be connected to the internet um, or that the Xbox couldn't be used without, um, you know, a, a parental password that my wife set up. And, um, you know, so you learn, you know, you learn that, that this is a vulnerable place, that using the TV or using the Xbox is vulnerable um, and is an unsafe place for me to, to do without any sort of oversight or any sort of um, uh, accountability. So, you know, you learn that thing. So measure the time between relapse and putting your plan back in place. Um, so, yeah, just to reiterate, so track your, your victory days, track your triggers. That's one way to measure success. Track your check-ins or your meaningful connections with others related to recovery. That's another way. Set a goal and accomplish it. You know, measure, you know, measure, uh, you know, one, one, I, one thing I forgot to mention is, um, uh, you know, you know, maybe make yourself a goal to read a book on your struggle uh, this month. And, you know, if you get to the end of the month and you have six or seven no victory days, but you read a, a powerful book about recovery, um, that would be a successful month, you know, that you'd be learning stuff and becoming more aware about what you're struggling with at the same time. And it's not just about the number of days that you get. So accomplish a goal, track your self-care. And then measure the time between relapse and plan in place. So that's it. That's the five ways that you can track success other uh, than just the days. Um, One last thing I wanted to mention is when you can celebrate big wins. And this could be getting to uh, a one-year mark. This could be getting to the 90 day mark. Um, but it could also be, Hey, um, I've read, you know, six books on porn addiction, uh, or I've, um, you know, I had a a night where I was getting really triggered and I, I made a phone call late at night and, and stopped acting out. You know, sometimes you see this on Reddit or some of the boards, people will, um, post something about a close call in which they made a good choice. Really celebrate those things because those things are significant. Um, they point that you are really committed to change and that you're committed to doing things differently. And so celebrate those things. When, when you do accomplish something, uh, when you have a big win, share it. Uh, don't just share uh, the... Uh, the failures with your accountability partner or with your, your small group, you know, share the wins um, because that builds hope in others. You know, I, I'm going to finish with one last comment, you know, that's, that's tied into this is, you know, we, um, a lot of times in, in the groups that I run, I'll ask someone, you know, how is their week? And they'll say, good. And good means they didn't act out with porn or masturbation. But that's all it is. It's they didn't act out. Um, the good doesn't imply they did anything beneficial. It doesn't apply that they accomplished any goals. It doesn't apply that they reached out or weren't isolated. It just basically 
says they didn't act out. It was like, you know, I went seven days without an accident. Um, and so, you know, I, and then of course, if they do have a failure, then they, it's a horrible week. And that really ties into, um, you know, that thinking, if I can't do this perfect, then I can't do it. And both of those things are, 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 um, well, (laughs) yeah, that, that kind of thinking, um, is not helpful. You're never going to be able to do this perfect, um, but you can do it. They're not tied together. Um, you can walk this out. And so, you know, if I ask you if you're having a good week or, or you know, how was your week? What I want to hear is, you know, the, the bad things that happen. I want to hear the good things that happen. I want to hear the full picture. I don't just want to hear, uh, your, your days, you know, I don't, I don't want to track success just by the amount of days that you were porn free. All right, well, we're going to finish there. And I want you, if you're in the U.S., to have a great holiday week. I hope you get a chance to listen to this before Thanksgiving. And, um, and if you're outside of the U.S., uh, you know, well, I thank you for listening, and I'm thankful for you. Um, one of the things we do here is we kind of talk about things we're thankful for, and uh, I'm thankful for you listening. So um, have a great week. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. The show notes for this show will be at pornfreeradio.com slash 27. That's pornfreeradio.com slash 27. All right. Uh, If you need to reach me this week, you can reach me at matt at pornfreeradio.com. That's a secure email that only I read. And I would love uh, to connect with you if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions for the show. Uh, feel free to reach me there. And you can always check out uh, pornfreeradio.com for past episodes. And uh, you can uh, see our, you know, Twitter, you can see, you know, how to follow me on Twitter or check out uh, our Facebook page. And finally, you know, if there's any value that you're getting out of the show, if you're enjoying it, um, go to iTunes and rate and review the show. Um, That's the way we get the word out. Uh, 80 to 90% of people listening find out about Porn Free Radio through iTunes and through the podcast app. Um, So if your uh, reviews and ratings are there, uh, that just makes iTunes realize this is valuable content that people should find. And so we get a little higher in the rankings and return uh, a little faster with topics related to what we're, we're dealing with. So Anyway, have a great week, and we will talk to you soon on Porn Free Radio.